smaller on the outside. Hey, what's up? And welcome back to Smaller on the Outside, or as I would like to call it, SotoCast. The first, the best, and the only Doctor Who podcast that you just can't miss. My name is Dave, and I will be the Time Lord with you this evening. And with me, as always, is... Andy! Who will be, apparently, the avocado today. Alright. Uh, earlier, I gave him the option of being a pating, but he... Uh, opted for avocado because pating is an onomatopoeia for spitting. So, welcome back to the show. Uh, if you are a first-time listener, welcome. We are a TV show podcast that primarily talks about Doctor Who. Uh, but sometimes, Doctor Who's not on the air. Sometimes, in those cases, we talk about other shows. And if next year is indeed a gap year, as the rumors have been pointing towards then there's a good possibility that we could be talking about a different show at that point. But we don't know don't at know. this point. Right. It's, it's still a little ways off. So, you know, whatever. But while we're talking about other shows... I think we'll I probably know by the end of this season, uh, which which will be the apparently the uh, New Year's special. I think we'll know yeah, by then a, what, the New Year's what, special. what uh, we'll that, be doing That's next. something we'll be talking about here in a second, too. Um, but as we're talking about other shows, I did want to give a big old shout out to Netflix streaming service, uh, and, and the show Haunting of Hill House. And the reason why I'm shouting out to it, <laughs> okay. it's not that random. Okay. But first of all, it's really good, uh, show. It's really well written. Uh, everything from production wise, great speeches and dialogue and great editing and cinematography all around the clock is really good. But what I wanted to mention was there's a lot of Easter eggs in the show. So, like, if you went back and you watched it again, there's a lot of cool stuff happening in the background. Like, it's just, like, ghosts, like, standing in the background watching people. And you don't even realize it the first time you're watching. You go back and you look at the background. There's somebody that's just standing in the background, hmm. uh, which is cool. But there's actually Doctor Who Easter eggs in it as well. And that's why I wanted to mention it. Either Stephen Moffat noticed it or... He was told by somebody who watched the show that there was these Doctor Who uh, Easter eggs in the show, and he said, "Well, if it was a deliberate, then I'm, you know, it's very touching." And that's when the creator of the show is like, "Yeah, actually, I'm a big fan of Doctor Who, and I put that in there, you know, on purpose." So <laughs> there you go, Mr. Moffat. And uh, <laughs> do you know what that uh, Easter egg is? I have Obviously, no idea. Because you didn't know what I was talking about. Uh, actually, there's a few in there. There's like There are actually statues that move when you're not looking. Oh, but really? that's not really the Easter eggs that I'm talking about. This is a, a quote that one of the characters says that's somewhat similar to a direct quote that is spoken by the doctor. Okay, so in the show, this is what the woman says. She says... When we die, we turn into stories, and every time someone tells one of those stories, it's like we're still here for them. We're all stories in the end. Okay, that sounds kind of familiar to something, but what's that supposed to be referencing? Matt Smith, version of The Doctor, in 2010, said, I'll be a story in your head, but that's okay. We're all stories in the end. Just make it a good one. Okay. Um, so it's the whole, I was thinking, I was thinking maybe the, the one, uh, where he's like telling his story to the, to the planet God thing. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking maybe it had something to do with that. <laughs> Akaten. Akaten, um, yes. The rings of Akaten. But, uh, before we talk about the episode, there, there are a couple of, uh, 
news things going on. In Britain, they're coming out with a new 50-pound note, and they were asking the public to nominate a famous... A, f- a famous scientist to be the face of uh, of the bill, the note rather. Yeah, they actually had to go out and they had to denounce the doctor from <laughs> being nominated. They are under such massive scrutiny to put a female face on there because they never had a female on there before, and they're like, it has to be a real person, nonfiction, and they have to be dead. They have to be dead. Cannot be the doctor. Right, right. They have to be dead? Yes. That's that's weird. I guess they want to pick somebody that they know won't have any scandals in the future. (laughs) Well, yeah. If they're Um, dead, there's no worry about that. The main news story that has been hitting everywhere in the past week was the fact that in the first time in 13 years, there's not going to be a Christmas special this year. Yeah. Um, And that it came from... Chibnall, who basically said that he, they have no more festive ideas for Doctor Who. They've used them all up, uh, <laughs> and that's just how it's going to be. Instead, they're going to do a New Year's special. Now, I had to ask myself, because in the States, we have a ton of TV shows that have holiday specials, right? All the yeah, time. Every, every the, year. <laughs> the, every year. What are the two top holiday specials you see for any given TV show? Probably Halloween and Christmas. That's right. And and what did I say? Before the show even began, people were out there saying, you know what? Even before Christmas was apparently canceled, people were saying, instead of a Christmas special, what do you guys think about having a Doctor Who Halloween special? Because that actually... Is Halloween that uh, popular over there? I have no idea. But I think in general, Halloween, paranormal things, haunted things, and things of the nature... I think that if fits it's a lot in well with, with sci-fi, Who, yeah. yeah, with Doctor Who and, and like fantasy, sci-fi, things like that. I think it works really well. I had to. I'm just sitting here the whole time. I'm like, who really cares about New Year's? <laughs> I mean, we all have to go through it. They've done a New Year's keep... special before. It's not. I mean, it doesn't really mention it in the episode. Uh, that was the uh, end of time part two. That was that was on uh, New Year's. The end of time part one was on no. Christmas. I just gotta say, I mean, I I just don't understand what the the big deal is. I don't even me. I'm like I used to be the kind of person that would stand up and watch the ball drop and on New New Year's and on. Uh, that's an American thing though. I don't know if everybody. That's America. Else does I don't know what they do over there. But even nowadays, I just I just sleep, man. I. <laughs> no, I always, I still I still always do the countdown. But the the point is New Year's is biggest for people that go to parties, I want to say, and not it's not people at home or anything. It's biggest for people going to parties and I'm not really a partying right. person and I'm not sure how they're going to really fit it into Doctor Who in a way I don't that's think... really all that quote unquote special. Yeah, I don't think it necessarily needs to have to do anything to do with New Year's. It, it... Especially since we're talking about Doctor Who, it's time traveling show. There isn't really any specific year that the show is currently taking place in. I mean, yep. it's sort of supposed to be present day when they go back home, but it doesn't have to be. You know, that that could be. You know, maybe it's two years in the future. Maybe it's two years in the past. You know, it's not anything specific. No, apparently Chris Chibnall. He's like, well, let's see. Christmas in general is a very special time of year. Let me pick something that's not so special because I'm really good at that. <laughs> and I'm going to make a special out of that. Well, what I would prefer uh, them to do is not 
a holiday. Just be like, how about like a, a spring or an early summer special, something like that, like late spring, early summer, somewhere in that time frame, just so that we have like an extra episode to break up the the uh, you know the hiatus. Yeah, <laughs> having it right after the yeah, end of the right. season doesn't really make a huge. It difference, just makes but it. If it's it makes it an 11-episode season instead of 10, which you originally thought it was going to be, basically. Right. But, you know, the original, when this series started, it was 13 episodes plus a Christmas special. And then it cut down to 12 episodes plus a, th- a Christmas special. Now it's 10. So I think I think because of the such a long hiatus, especially next year that might be the case, do the special, instead of focusing on any specific holiday or anything, just make it a nice one-off special that happens sort of in the middle of the hiatus, you know? That's what I yep. think would be nice. So that was the main uh, news that's been going on that people have been talking about, but there's also some rumors going around as well. Are they spoilery rumors? Uh, Ugh, not not really, and I'll tell you why. Why I don't think they're spoilery. It's specifically because of the gap year. There's been rumors going around that people people don't think that the fan the the companions are going to be in the next season. Well, that's a bit like spoilery. Are, they don't. It's 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 just a theory because two uh, two of the three have other projects. But if they're doing it in 2019 during the gap year. What's it got to do with anything? Well, they'd be filming it next year, so I don't know. Well, I don't know either, but the other thing I also wanted to mention is they do this crap all the time in the United States. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in the show, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, okay? Yeah. There's five main characters, three of which are always doing something else. Or almost four, actually. I know there was the Mick... Right, the Mick has the girl in it. Yeah, uh, not anymore, but g- yeah, it did. Is are they done with the show? Yeah, that was that was canceled. Okay, and then the other show that stars her character's brother on Always Sunny had a show or has a show currently on NBC. Charlie Day is a big comedian who's always in a bunch of freaking movies. Mm-hmm. And then Danny DeVito. Neither here or there. He's not as famous as he used to be, but he does have other projects. Yeah. So these and I would have... say I would say the same thing for uh, Kristen Bell, who's do who's doing the Good Place and also now Veronica Mars at the same time, uh, and she also does movies. Uh, but at least for that, the Good Place is seems like I'd say the Good Place and Always Sunny both seem like things that probably wouldn't take too long to record. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Who probably takes a lot longer to record those even though they're both i'm guessing always sunny has short seasons yes I don't it, it's kind of it kind of does yeah i guess you could call it that so and the good place it does as well i think veronica mars is going to be a short season as well uh so short seasons but if it's more production like doctor who's a short season but it's more production so the episodes might take two or three times as long to to film as those other shows it's hard yeah. to say another thing to point out is that Brit- British shows, if you've ever watched them, a lot of them... No, I've never watched all- a British show. How we make a podcast about one? <laughs> Just think about Sherlock. There are basically miniseries. Yeah. Where they have short episodes or not, not well. many episodes. It's either short episodes or not many episodes is often the case. Yeah. Uh, and then there's long times between seasons like Sherlock. I think they have sort uh, of a different cycle. But there's other shows cycle. that I've seen that are exactly the same. I think there's they have so s- 
I think they have sort sort of a different production cycle over there than we might have over here, though. Like, I think they want to make sure like all the episodes are sort of in the can before they start uh, airing anything, and probably yep. a lot of the episodes are completely finished before even the first episode starts airing. Why, whereas in America, they might have one or two episodes completely finished by the time the first episode starts, but the rest of them are actively either filming or in post-production. And I don't think they like to do that in the UK. So so it's a little bit different over there, I think. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, you can theorize all you want, but there are a lot of miniseries on that network mm-hmm. that probably don't take much time to make. So one of the one of the actors is doing a show, and one of the actors is doing like theater, right? And theater, and theater not only casts different people all the freaking time, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you prepare a lot, and then you do a show like once a day, and then well, the typically it's typically only- like what four days a week. Something like that. Four days for... a week, like one time a day, and then the shows themselves, I don't know, a couple hours, three yeah. tops? I don't know. Think about it. Do they actually have time to actually do both? That's, I mean, if you think about it, I, and if they really wanted to do it, they could do it, I think. Mm-hmm. So I, people, it's definitely people theorizing. It's what we do all the time when we see people being hired into different TV shows. It's like, well... They're going to get killed off, you know, and then, or whatever. We, we say it all the time, but that's not always the case. Right, it's not always the case, but it can be a little bit, I think it can be a little bit spoilery to think about, because sometimes it is the case. <laughs> it, that's why people theorize, but I think it used to be more the case a few years back when people had problems with schedules. Um, and they've gotten a lot better at organizing throughout the years and scheduling and making sure that people are happy with with everything i mean i don't know okay because i uh, introducing these characters i know that they're just companions but i can't really see them just being utilized for one season especially because there's three of them which means they all have room to grow um and there's a lot more to see from them than just whatever is seen in one season. It's tough to say. I, I would probably agree with that to an extent. I think it they might not all stay. Um, if you watched Broadchurch, which I know you didn't, but um, Broadchurch, each season had sort of its own story, and there were some characters that were only on some seasons, but uh, overall, many of them would come back. You know, uh, the... Jodie Whittaker was in every season, even though her her character's main story was really over after the... Well, I would say her main involvement was over after the first season, but there was still a little bit for her to do each season, you know. So, yeah, so, I mean, I'd say there's some differences between seasons, so I think there is an opportunity for some uh, side characters to to rotate away, but um, it doesn't necessarily mean... All of them will if they do that. I don't know, but if if they do get rid of a uh, character for whatever reason, I hope at that point we're at least satisfied enough with the character and everything we get to learn from them, and we're happy with it when they depart. Because I'd hate for them to have like I don't depart. know, uh, un- <laughs> depart. Yes, 
Uh, I'd hate for them to have like weird unfinished business, and you're like, uh, kind of like Bill a little bit. But we we were still happy with how it ended because her story actually was told in a complete kind of way. It just felt weird that she was really just in the one season. Well, yeah, they came back. They came back in the uh, Christmas special, and oh well, Bill's dead. <laughs> Basically, they skipped the rest of her life and said she's dead. So yeah. th- that was interesting. Anyways, those are, that's what's basically going on in the news. Um, by the way, before we get into the episode one more time, if you like what you're listening to, make sure that you hit subscribe, like it, review it, tell your friends about us, because there's more where that came from. I almost forgot to say that. I was going to say that in the beginning. I forgot to. So there you go. All right, so this episode is called what? The Seranga? Sur- 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 <laughs> The Seringa... Hold on, I have it. Conundrum. Conundrum, yes. Seringa Conundrum. Um, And this, again, is written by Chris Chibnall. Apparently he's writing the whole freaking season. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think he did that for for Broadchurch, so maybe. I mean, well, that's fine, but, you know, I think it might be a little bit better if, I don't know, yet you even it out a little bit, you balance it out, and you, you do different things, you know, instead of just using all your time to write these episodes, maybe maybe you do other things. <laughs> like, like, his job. like sit, in the, sit in the chair and watch things happen. His job is just to run the series. He does not need to write it. Maybe that's what, run, that's, that's like what showrunner typically Moffitt. means, is you're the head writer. Yeah, but Moffat just wrote a few episodes, you know, like the premiere finale and some interesting episodes in between. Right. But whatever. So, Junk Planet. This reminded me of Thor, actually. Thor. Oh, the, Thor? yeah. The, Ragnarok? The, the whole planet's, yeah, 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 Ragnarok. The whole planet's full of just trash and junk. And remind Which, me, because I that, don't know what they're looking for. This, uh, oh, I don't, uh, I don't recall... Um, but this this opening, by the way, this I think there was some potential for what they could have done with the villain here, and they didn't. Um, well, I didn't catch that. Well, you know, okay. Later on, we find out the villain is something that just like sorts it. Let's just like to eat everything, basically. Yep. And so we've got a planet full of trash. So why don't you just send it to the planet full of trash and let it eat all the trash? <laughs> well, remember, it doesn't just eat anything. It eats energy. Well, it was eating... Or, like or things that emit energy. It was eating metal stuff, too. So It was, but... There's probably plenty of that, that on the really trash planet. It didn't really satisfy it. Yeah, it, it, metal and random things weren't really satisfying it because it needed to eat something with energy. So, I don't know. Um, so, okay. there's a, uh, They're looking for something. Don't really know what it is. Couldn't tell you. But they find some kind of mine that goes off. What... A sonic what kind of mine, mine was this? A sonic, sonic mine. mine. Of course, because everything it, has to be sonic. It, it, it's sonic, of course. And it, like, <laughs> messes up their organs or something. They're picked up by the Nebuchadnezzar and uh, <laughs> might as well be, you know? It's right. it, She initially just thinks she's waking up in a hospital, but it's like a flying ambulance. A really big one. Basically a flying hospital, really, is what it is. And there have um, been there have been some of those in Doctor Who in the past. Like I think the one flying the, ambulances. The, uh, well, like sort of like uh, space station hospitals. Yeah, and speaking of hospital and uh, doc doctorates and everything, you notice that the doctor used her uh, ability to 
be a doctor in this one. An actual doctor. A, a health doctor. Right. <laughs> just for a little bit. It's just interesting. It happens right, sometimes. So, so the sonic bomb, whatever the heck that was, messed them up a little bit. Messed up the doctor specifically. Like her spleen or something. I, I don't know. She. Uh, yeah, yeah. Something. Uh, not entirely. It, it's more of a gimmick. The fact that she's kind of waddling around in pain than anything else. I was hoping it would be more like, okay, here we go. The Doctor is more of a vulnerable character, kind of like, you know, Daniel Craig's 007 in Skyfall or something like that. Yeah. Because I like characters that are normally pretty much invulnerable and is always saving the day to kind of have this vulnerable side of them where they're just as much in danger as everybody else. But this is more of a gimmick. She's just kind of waddling around. So maybe, I don't know, maybe Jodie Whittaker was actually in pain, so they had to write it in or something. I don't <laughs> know. But she's going around. She's basically trying to figure out how to get out of this place. But there's no signs on the wall, or she can't read the signs on the wall anyway, so she's going around to different rooms, meeting all the different characters. And the characters and the patients, they're not all that interesting. Uh, the one that's the pregnant guy, he's probably the most interesting in the whole episode. Yeah. Um, they have this whole thing about men uh, give birth to only boys, women only give birth to girls, men carry the boy for a week before giving birth. Yeah. And all this different thing. He probably has the most developed story in the entire episode, <laughs> uh, while everything else. The other patients, there was the siblings. The siblings had something to do with. There's a sickness that the woman's. Uh, carrying around some uh, pilots, something. Uh, yeah, what was that? Pilots. Pilots brain. <laughs> I don't know. It was um, something like that. Yeah, pilots heart. That's what it was. Pilots heart. Pilots heart. I don't know what that is. Yeah. She's dying. Yeah. It's some kind basically. of. But you don't really know that till later on. I don't remember why they think uh, the her brother thinks she's there in the first place. I don't remember that part. There was some that, other there was some other disease and that she was using as a cover up because she didn't want to admit to having that pilot's heart thing which I don't I don't remember exactly why I don't, yeah, I don't even know I I don't know why and I don't even remember what pilot's heart is I don't other than the fact that she's dying. They don't really explain it. It's just basically saying that that's something <laughs> something that pilots get I guess. You know, every time that she's uh Jody Walker was walking through this hospital, the halls of this hospital. It kept reminding me of the Millennium Falcon when it was brand new in uh, the Han Solo movie. Like, okay. just the white walls kind of round and circular right. when she's walking through them. So that's kind of what it reminded me of. And when I was watching with Mom, when I was watching with Mom, she was she was saying that all the rooms in the ship sort of felt tardis Like, they were round and they had that's, sort of like a console-y type shape in the middle. That's what I was about to say, yeah. Yeah. The main console room, which is kind of like the pilot station, you kind of learn that nobody's actually flying the thing. It's completely, like, autopilot. But that room looked to me like a TARDIS. And there's another room that looks just like it as well. But that one specifically looked like a TARDIS. The the other one that actually looked like a TARDIS was the room with the um, particle accelerator. That also looked like a TARDIS because that I I just right. imagined that uh, par- particle accelerator thing going up and down and up and down like a TARDIS would. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I pictured there, and then of course the main room as well kind of looked like you know it it is it has a console you can 
press buttons on it and everything. First thing I thought was classic Who, you know, where it's just like just bare walls, just white, um, yeah. but still TARDIS-like. Right. Um, so apparently this thing has a self-destruct mechanism that notices when bad things happen. You can say I'm fine. It's sort of a, a quarantine. Quarantine. It sounded sounded like sort of like a quarantine. Basically, they, well, like an extreme quarantine. They don't want, uh, in, in case there's like a deadly disease or something, they don't want them to bring that to the, uh, what is it, the main hospital or whatever that they're... Yep. Yeah. Um, I guess I guess so, yeah. But there's no way to really stop it. So you can say you're fine, but you can only say that a good number of times. There's no override. There's no way to say, don't blow us up. Because regardless, you're watching it and you're like, at some point, they're going to have to like either blow up or do some kind of MacGyver trick to stop it from blowing up a couple of seconds before, <laughs> right. before it happens. Uh, because that was a big part in the very beginning of the episode throughout. It's just, it's either you're going to either hit the button to self-destruct or they're going to on whatever side they're watching you on. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's what's going on. And that's when they're attacked by Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> The Pating. Otherwise known as Pating, the Tasmanian Devil, the uh, the the little baby cannibal creatures that you find in Galaxy Quest. Oh uh, yeah, just a bunch of these like little creatures. People keep on po- pointing out on uh, message boards and things like this is a very adorable alien. <laughs> yeah, and that might be true. However, this is what kind of you know frustrated me. It was very much clearly an adorable alien that just, con- as a contrast, was also very violent. What frustrated me was they don't ever once in the show talk about how adorable it is. Probably <laughs> because like it was causing adorable. havoc, they didn't really think about it that way. But yeah, it should have well, been. It's It should have been something more like a... Um, it should have been a joke, yeah. A, self, a, a, a joke, a self-humor kind of thing. Um, because that's how these things work. You know, you can have a serious episode all you want, but you gotta at least, you know, point to the fact that, yeah, it's it's silly, because that's what we're looking at. We're we're looking at a silly creature, no matter how violent it is. Maybe that's not what they were going for. <laughs> and they just, it just ended Maybe up not. that way. <laughs> but, I mean, whatever. But yeah, this uh, this creature kind of looks like Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. Very small, kind of like size of a cat or a rat or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I was when I was watching it, I I I I was thinking it it felt familiar, and then you you sent me the message of the of picture of Stitch later, and I was like, ah, that was that was pretty fun. Aha! <laughs> that's right. It's a Disney character. Yeah. Um. So okay, so Stitch is going around causing havoc. He's eating stuff. And he's apparently, for some odd reason, sending off the escape pods. They yeah. have two on the ship. There's two on the ship. He sent one off, so they went to look at the other one. And uh, the guy made a rookie mistake. When the doors opened and he knew that something was inside, he decided to just, you know, just waltz, waltz right in there and take a look for himself. He gets locked in the pod and gets shot off, and for some odd reason, which I still don't understand, the pod explodes. It was it's an escape with, pod. I don't know. It's an escape pod. It's just supposed to, you know, spin around and just fly away. 
And it, yeah, it, I, it, I, it, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't notice why that happened. I, it's just, I just figured it's something about it being tampered with or something. Something about the energy that Stitch is eating. Yeah, it could be. Now, please explain to me this. One of the ways that the doctor finds out that Stitch really wants to eat energy is by feeding it, well, accidentally feeding it, the sonic screwdriver, right? <laughs> yeah. And it chews on it, spits it back out, but it has no more power. Yeah, Yet, so it basically sucked up the energy, not the screwdriver itself. Right. But a few minutes later, it's working again. It, re- it recharged, I guess. And they failed to tell us these things. <laughs> no, it said, they, they said something about it when it, when it came back. Did it? Because I just remember yeah. her just using it. I don't know. No, no, she mentioned it. it the power had returned or something. The power returns. Um, so they find out what the thing's called, a pating. For some reason, the TARDIS is not working because we can't hear what the pating is saying if the pating is saying anything. Well, they're not they are not within range of the... Remember, they left the TARDIS on the trash planet, which... By the way, is never resolved in the episode. No, it's not. <laughs> How did they get back to the TARDIS? Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. She snaps her finger or something. Who knows? Well, it's, it's sort of like that one episode uh, when they were in the in the sub. At the end, they're like, they're going to have to go to the South Pole or something to find the TARDIS. Yep. <laughs> and we never that see it fun. happen. We just know it happened. I kind of would like... So- I kind of would like that if uh, when they end up stranded like that where where the TARDIS is not within reach, have an episode of them getting back to it somehow, you know? And yeah. they, I guess they sort of did that already with the second episode, sort of like that. But I want to be more, I want it to be more like survival, you know? <laughs> survival, <laughs> Expl- yeah. Exploration and survival, you know? That's Something right. different. I don't know. We'll like, pro- find we'll out how they suddenly like have that. to live on, a, on another planet, you know? For, for a month or something, you know, <laughs> something like that. For a month? Yeah, something like that, as, while they find their way back to their to their target. Yeah. <laughs> so we find out Pating can live in space, doesn't can survive the vacuum, you know, and, and all that. So it's, like, not only dangerous, but, like, you can't just suck it out into space and kill it. Not that that's what the doctor wants you to do. You can't kill it um, by doing that, but you'd get rid of it, wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd get, you'd okay. get rid of it. Which I don't know why they, they just, do. just try to do it right away then, you know. Yeah. So, we cut over to, you know, the two guys helping the pregnant guy give birth to his son. <laughs> his son, which of course is named Andy's name. Avocado. Avocado. I think it's Avocado Peach, if I'm not mistaken. Was it really? Yeah, I, I think it was, it was the middle name was Peach. They said Avocado Peach. The, the great gods of Earth or whatever, avocado and peach. Um, <laughs> they're like, oh, no, I thought you, you, you'd name him Graham or Ryan. Graham Ryan or Ryan Graham. And he's like, oh, he'd be a laughing stock. <laughs> so, whatever. Um, we find out that the bomb that's set to, to blow up in this place is part of the particle accelerator. Basically CERN. And a very small version of it. Yeah, compact version of it. And Which, they're all you know, like, oh, this is Or no, is they, old. they said the what? They said like the iPhone version of CERN? The iPhone version of CERN. <laughs> because it's so small in the way that they explained uh, creating uh, antimatter or whatnot. Which, uh, according to the TARDIS Wikia, there was some truth to that discussion, which seemed overly complicated and uh, unnecessary. Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some, some truth, I think, for the most part. Uh, it was stated as more of a fact than, say, yeah. uh, than a theory, which, 
or growing theories that CERN's always working on. Right. Well, um, that's what, that's the idea is they is they take something that's currently theory and, and treat it like in the future it's a fact. Right. Right. Um, okay. So the other patient, the brother and sister, uh, the brother learns that the sister's got pilot's heart, pilot's fart, whatever it's called. Pilot's uh, fart. And she has the ability to somehow hook herself into the ship itself and to fly it. I'm not entirely sure what she's doing. Uh, it looked like a like, VR thing. It looked like a VR thing, and it looked like Google Glass was attached to her face and everything. So basically, she needs to do that until she basically falls over and keels over because she dies of, of it or whatever. The pilot's heart took over. Pil- pilot's heart took over. She didn't have enough energy to do it, which means that her brother had to do it at that point and finish the task. The doctor, at that point, takes care of the bomb, right? The bomb, they take it away from CERN, and they feed it to the energy-hungry Stitch. Really makes it happy. Very happy. (laughs) And then they suck it into outer space. And it's okay, because it doesn't die in outer space. It just lands and is somebody else's problem after that point. Right. (laughs) Which is basically how it is, you know? They didn't... It'll it'll show up again somewhere... But it it won't be their problem. That's right. Doesn't need the doctor. Basically, anymore. they're indestructible. I guess you know they they said the the uh, the bomb will sort of keep it keep it you know full for a while, and then it'll yep. you know eventually though it'll be hungry again. It'll <laughs> it's just not their problem. So yeah, I don't know. Kind of for, forgot to mention there was an an android character. In the right, episode. the uh, the the p- pilot's drone or whatever the they called it. Pilot's drone, and you know it's very interesting because the just the fact that they had that android there, and then the alien threat aboard the ship. There was no way I couldn't help but think alien and mm-hmm. aliens with you know the yeah the yeah yeah because there's always an android in it. There's always the threat of the alien in a like, confined space area, right. uh, so. Very similar to that. Similar um, idea, yeah. But anyways, that's actually basically how the episode ends. The guy gives birth. Basically it. I don't remember anything else specifically happening that was uh, important. No, I think that's pretty much it. Yep. That's yeah, it. I think that's that, I think that's basically how the episode goes. Um, like I said, it would have been nice to have some kind of closure on how they got back to the TARDIS. They kind of skipped that. Maybe it was a deleted scene. Well, they kind of skipped how they got to the trash planet and what they were looking for, too. It's like, I mean, it's it's kind of like an in-between kind of a filler episode. It's actually very, very filler because it doesn't really have any connect connections, I don't think, to anything. And right. I don't think they're going to be referencing this episode in any future episodes either. Really filler, unnecessary episode. Uh, the, the, the first... But it was fun. That it, it, yeah, it had its fun elements. I actually, after I saw the episode, first thing that I saw was a YouTube, um, a YouTube notification. Somebody that I am subscribed to uh, posted a video. They're like, "Worst Doctor Who episode yet?" Question mark. Question mark. Exclamation point. <laughs> really? Did people not like it? Uh, well, that person didn't. <laughs> I mean, I've seen worse episodes, but like. I, I get I didn't where they're coming from. The, the main thing that they, I guess, were pointing out was the fact of how filler it was and how unimportant. Because Doctor Who is, is often known to state 
you know, important episodes that even if they're episode exotic or whatever and uh, filler, technically speaking, they're usually emotionally driven to the point where if it's not important to the series as a whole, then maybe it's important to the characters. Right. Um, it, I think there was them. there was some of that with the with the side characters, you know, the the new people that were on the hospital, but not for our main characters, not really. Not our main characters. Our main characters didn't really do anything. Our main characters kind of acted as the side characters for the side characters. <laughs> yeah. Which was kind of odd, but you know, it is what it is. But that's just the thing. Like I, that's why I said the only interesting character, the only character that really had much depth and much growth was probably that pregnant guy. <laughs> um, and that's probably probably just about it. The brother and sister, they were fine, but because they didn't really explain too much about whatever affliction the woman had, it it didn't it doesn't sell in. It took it too much time explaining the the anti gravity stuff or the anti matter whatever. Yeah, that's it was. right. That was half <laughs> the episode right there. Just <laughs> just explaining that. But other than that, what do you think of the episode? I thought it I thought it was okay. I mean I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was great. But I I, I liked the enemy, you know, I thought that was fun. I would have liked the enemy more, like I said, if they wrote the dialogue or the actions towards it differently if they made yeah. those jokes where it's adorable but scary or whatever yeah made it, if, made it a little bit more tongue-in-cheek of an episode yeah if they did that i would have liked it a lot better than i did this point because mm. at this point i think it i don't know i think it might be the weakest episode of the season just the season but not Wait. by much not by much because i like the premiere more because it was more tongue-in-cheek remember tim shaw and they're they have uh-huh, that banter yeah. They have the banter back and forth. T- Tim Shaw. T- Tim Shaw. Yes, Tim Shaw. <laughs> you know, that, that was funny. And that worked very well for what you expect. It has that banter. It has that goofiness. But it's also serious. Um, so um, that was pretty good. I'd say it's maybe on par with I the didn't care. second I, episode. Yeah, yeah. Ghost Monument, I'd say, is probably my, my least favorite so far. I would probably put this episode in with Ghost Monument. Though people, a lot of people, it, you know, it's already a, um, it's uh, it's already this meme, a gif that people use a lot that I've seen online is uh, Jody Whitaker's doctor saying, my beautiful Ghost Monument. <laughs> yeah. Talking about the TARDIS. Okay, so another thing I've noticed in this episode was the second time the doctor said, let's get shift done. Yeah. Shift said done it, or shift on? I think it's done. Do you have captions? <laughs> I, I don't. Oh, I'd have to check. But on, the on first my time DVR. she said it was the first time she said I I thought it was let's get shift done. Yeah. Um, and I think she said the exact same thing here. So is this her one liner? Because you can't no. really say brilliant. <laughs> I don't you know can't about say, that. You can't really say brilliant because that's such an average word but let's get shift done is so specific <laughs> well google nah. says let's get shift on i don't i don't know it's just that's what google says whether it's done or on it doesn't make sense to me but it is also very specific shift is you know they they say that instead of move usually 
So let's let's get the move on. You know, let's get your move on. That sort of thing. Let's get moving. Let's get basically. moving. Yeah. Uh, I guess. I, I guess I'm just more on the loss in translation side of things, where it's like, what are you talking <laughs> See, about? See these because these sort of things. They never. They never really. I never notice them because I've seen so much British TV that are just sort of used to their their lingo now. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't even notice that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. But. It, I, because it's so specific, and I've never really heard anybody say that word specifically, it it does stand out to me. And if it, it's possible that they could use this as some kind of catchphrase. You were saying that about brilliant, but what about fantastic? Fantastic is a very normal word, but at the same time, the way that he said it every yeah. time was so specific, was so... Christopher Eccleston, you know? Yeah. Jody Whitaker saying... Brilliant, you know, is just kind of normal. <laughs> it, it it it's nothing that really stands out. You just notice the fact that she said it a couple times. But brilliant really is a very normal thing to say, even more so than fantastic, as far as British people are concerned, right? Brilliant is. More what would of a you British... say is Capaldi's catchphrase? Shut up. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People. He he didn't uh, do that had... much after the first season. I think it was mostly Pe- the first season. He did a little bit later, but it was more more of the first season sort of thing. People, yeah, people had some trouble trying to figure out his catchphrase because it wasn't so specific. But whenever people ask what his catchphrase is, "Shut up" usually pops up. Like people okay. often pop up and say, "It's probably shut up." I don't know if they all have one, so I don't need. I don't know if she needs to have one. <laughs> no, she doesn't need to have one, but I think it helps. Honestly, when it comes down to a season that's not really super memorable, you got to focus on the characters. And if you focus on the characters, then you need to have interesting things. And that doesn't that's not just for her. You know, the the companions need stuff too. They have stuff, and I've been hoping that they've been able to develop those things that we mentioned in the first episode, but they really haven't at all. Mm-hmm. They have just been very basic general companions doing companions things and uh they haven't developed the fact that graham has cancer or had cancer they haven't developed the whole coordination thing with ryan maybe the tardis will will either increase his cancer or maybe make it so that he's even better than you like better than usual i don't know yeah he'll be the new (laughs) bad wolf you know people actually love uh graham the most i think for the most part i see people all the time uh, saying that he's doing a remarkably very well done job and uh, and everything. I like just, how he calls the. I like how he says Doc. That's actually know? people. As actually one of the articles that I just didn't read when I when we were talking about the news earlier. There's actually a, an article written about what's it mean? What's it mean that Bradley Walsh just calls the Doctor Doc? Is it? Is there some kind of hidden meaning there? Is it? <laughs> what? what does that mean? It's just interesting. People are crazy. It's just that. It's just interesting that he does call the Dr. Doc. And the reason why that article is there is because no one had really called the Dr. Doc before from what... Yeah, it's just making him stand out, that's all. Yeah. It's like Bugs Bunny. (laughs) What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? As long as Jodie Whittaker's just standing there eating her carrot. She doesn't correct him, so it's fine. No, she's she's cool with it. She's cool. She had uh, her red shirt on throughout this episode didn't change okay, so this the time purple one it's red yeah she starts with the purple one 
Uh, let me just check throughout. Was it, was it purple? In the, in, you mean on the trash planet? Uh, it's hard to see because the lighting is weird. I no, thought it was pur- always it's purple. Red. It's purple throughout, unless it's unless it's the weird lighting. It could be the weird lighting making it look purple. But I think it's purple. When you say purple, do you mean the dark? Yeah, it looks dark. Well, yeah, it looks. Throughout the episode, I remember her wearing the red shirt. Um, unless you need it's to a c- very... calibrate your screen better. <laughs> no, <laughs> you you're talking about my phone that has a pretty good screen on it. I'll send you a little quick picture and. And you'll see. That's purple, right? That's red. What? I mean, it's... Okay, when you say purple and I asked if it was dark, that's that's the, like the light purple, kind of maroon uh, red shirt that she wears. No, I've seen a redder shirt than that. More like what what Yaz is wearing in, the, in that picture. The, I've seen uh, one like that. Her normal shirt, the one she was, uh, you know, presented as the new doctor wearing the costume is mm-hmm. dark blue, like the color of space. Um, that's the normal one. Mm. That's what I thought when you were saying purple. Well, it could be it could be a blue shirt with uh, weird lighting because I, I've noticed that the lighting around the episode is a little different than usual. I noticed her walking spaceship. through shadows before where it kind of got dark and everything, but I'm, I, I'm pretty sure the, the picture you sent me is what I keep on referring to as the red shirt, but... Uh, I don't know. I thought I've seen. If, I thought if I've you're seen talking about purple, that. then you're saying that she has at least three shirts at this point. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. It's unless it's some kind of magical shirt that, under specific lighting, looks different. Yeah, maybe it's like uh, like UV painted. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a very interesting shirt she's got there. It's interesting. Yeah. See if she wears a green shirt next time. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all right, so yeah, that episode was okay. Uh, the uh, the tarantula conundrum. The taranga. No, we already had tarantulas. That's right. We already had the tarantulas. That was the, that was the last one. Uh, all right. So, uh, you have anything else to add about this episode? Um, not about this episode. I would say uh, we've mentioned that Chris Chibnall has written every episode so far. And when I was looking at the episode list, I accidentally looked a little forward. Yep. And that's not always going to be true. So just just a heads up. There are some episodes where he has not written any? Yes. Good. At least according to what the list said <laughs> today. Maybe it's an inaccurate list, but that's what it said. Well, maybe, but that's that's good to hear because maybe we'll have uh, some good episodes. <clears throat> <laughs> Ouch. I got some, I got something in my throat. <laughs> no, it's not that they're bad episodes. They're they just could be better. Now here's um, the thing: they could just be more when memorable. I I did a I did a uh, a sort of an analysis. I, I rated every episode of the series, and then I separated them out by writer and and got an average for each writer. Yeah, and really, Chris Chibnall came out on top for that for that list. I mean, on top of it, it factored in both uh, the average and sort of a margin of error. So the less the less episodes somebody made, the bigger the margin of error. So Chris Chibnall sort of w- w- won that contest that of oh, that I that I made for myself. So I think he was probably the right choice. But there are some others that had 
um, maybe some potential, but we didn't see enough of their episodes to really be sure on that. So I think he has potential to, to, to show off something good. It's just he does have sort of a reputation for eh sometimes. Eh, meh. Like, uh, I like some of his ideas, but they don't always come together that great. Con- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the um, the concepts. Yeah. It's like, there's a good idea in there, but yeah. it's it's it comes down to the execution. Yeah, like like the you know the 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 was the the cubes that yep. was cool that was interesting but it didn't really end up being that great in the end so <laughs> he should when it comes down to writing he should come up with the concepts and let other people take it from there. You mean like George That's Lucas? What? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I mean like James Patterson. You'll see a bunch of books written by James Patterson. He'll his name will be the biggest one on there. And then it'll have something in small parentheses or on the bottom of the book or something. And this yeah. author. And every time that I was read like one that of was like books, Rosa, right? Yeah, that was the episode yeah, yeah, yeah. Rosa, <laughs> where it's like they they want to basically advertise it as this person wrote it, but really it was probably the other person who got yeah. hints. Well, it was from his. It was the his, that person's idea, writer. and then the other person sort of made it into a good thing. Yeah, Mill <laughs> uh, says, "Well, let's do this," and like, mm, let's do this instead. <laughs> <laughs> no, believe me, people are gonna like it. Um, okay, so yeah, I think uh, I think for the most part, that's I think that's all she wrote. Or he, uh, he, yeah, uh, Christina Chibnall. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. So uh, we'll. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. Another episode, Doctor Who. We are already over the hump. We are already halfway through the season. We're halfway so there. We're already halfway there. Uh, so there's really only five m- more main episodes left, uh, then a New Year's special, and then nothing for a year, apparently. Uh, um, maybe. maybe. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, 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 maybe. Uh, so we'll see you next week. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Like and review. Email me, Dave at DaveExaminesMovies.com. Yes, this is not a movie, but DaveExaminesMovies.com. <laughs> David's lazy than... and doesn't create a, doesn't use an email for this podcast. That's what it is. That's true. There's no official email for this podcast. And since I'm paying for DaveExaminesMovies.com, I, fi- <laughs> I figured... Might want to make use of it. Yeah. And then it sounds better anyways than DaveExaminesMoviesAndTV.com. Because technically speaking, my my uh, Twitter, which is at I am DWG, uh, is titled Dave Examines Movies and TV. Ah. So officially, it's both. I ha- I have a blog for movies. I have a blog for TV. But it's all basically the same thing. So there you go. Uh, and it can be found on Twitter at MorphinAPG, which you can find our username as, as well on track.tv, which is a... Nice dandy little website that everybody should be using to track their progress on the TV shows that they watch and movies. But other than that, yeah, we'll catch you next week on Smaller on the Outside. My name is Dave. I was a Time Lord with you. I'm Andy. And uh, we'll uh, catch you next week. Peace out. Peace out.